Jason Lee Podcast. Welcome back for our all new episode of the Jason Lee Podcast. I'm going to let this one play today because my anxiety yesterday, I need it. You know, it's really sad that none of the talk shows of today's era will ever have an applause that long in real life. You know, I've been watching just, I've been watching talk because I've been sitting at home and we are in a talk epidemic. I don't know what's happened. A lot of the talkers ain't talking. Well, anyway, we're back here to talk. I think we took a couple weeks off uh, the podcast just because of the holidays. And I don't know about you, but I have withdrawals. I have to start by saying, what have I been doing in the last week? Suffering from anxiety. Um, those of you that have been following, you know that we launched Healthcare Unlocked here at Hollywood Unlocked in partnership with Enhance. And I just posted this photo today on social media so you can see the journey that I've been on from losing all that weight. I was 323 pounds. I'm now 191 pounds. It still fluctuates depending on whether or not I get my Ozempic. You know, people on my uh, on social media, I'm seeing a lot of posts where people are like, congratulations, thanks for sharing. And then there's a couple of people saying, bariatric surgery and Ozempic is not the way. Well, when you have surgery, you have to have healthcare if, because if you don't have healthcare, um, when you are obese and when you're 323 pounds, that is considered obese, especially when you're 5'10", and uh, whatever. But yeah, I mean, that's a part of the process. Ozempic may not be, but for me, I choose to add that to my diet. I choose to add that to my uh, mental health journey. I choose to add that in the mix of things that I do to stay healthy and keep the weight down. I also go to the gym. I also drink lots of water and also take vitamins and supplements. And so, you know, I think people need to get past the shaming for those who may be struggling with weight loss or getting healthier and do whatever they need to do in order to stay alive. I knew that I was heading towards death pre-diabetic, I was uh, inflammation, I had um, uh, sleep apnea, all these different things. I did what I needed to do. And now with anxiety, I'm in therapy and I'm also talking to my doctors about it. I was literally in the middle of therapy yesterday and my power went out. I'm like, look at, look at the devil, right? In the middle of getting therapy around anxiety and the things that I'm struggling with, I uh, my power went out. But anyway, the power is back and so is the Healthcare Unlocked initiative. You could go right now to hollywoodunlock.com slash healthcare and you can scroll through and see uh what we've been doing and also shout out to krishan rock she's the first i'm gonna give her a round of applause she was our first influencer to help really promote the healthcare unlocked initiative to all her millions and millions of fans as you know we love krishan over here she's a new mom and she's been very vocal about everything she goes through including blueface who is just over there for thanksgiving Oh no. But but like she said, if she's gonna share all the mess, she needs to share the opportunities. And I love the fact that she's been calling me every day saying, What else can we do? I just have been so overwhelmed with life that I haven't gotten back to her, but we'll get back on, on with that as well. So um Healthcare Unlocked is out there and everybody has been following me on social media. You know that I'm seriously running for city council, which I'll give myself a round of applause for. That too. I wouldn't lie if I said I don't wake up every day and go, am I doing the right thing? But I know I'm doing the right thing mm -hmm. for the right reason. And the reason I say it is because in my heart, I don't feel like a politician. I'm just a person with a platform who has lived experiences and has come through things that I want to help other people come through. And I just fell in love with 
uh, I refell in love with my hometown and going back there and getting a house there and being around in the community, meeting with friends and family and fans and people who support me, who just want to live a better life. And I'm like, yo, I got the time, I got the resources and I have the support around me to do it. So why not? And so I am in the race. I have filed. Um, I posted a video. I'm going to talk over this video as it plays, but I jumped out my car, went into city hall, filed my petition and paperwork, even took an oath. I raised my hand and I took an oath to, um, you know, do all the things that people who take oaths do. And uh, I, I did all of that and then later came outside and then, you know, got in the car and went on to meet with folks. And then now online, somebody said, well, he's he's doesn't know what, what we're going through. He has a three hundred thousand dollar vehicle. And you should be able to buy a three hundred thousand dollar vehicle. But because you live in a city that loves to keep people down and not really give you opportunities to make you know, a way for you to be able to live the unthinkable. That's why I'm there to show you that it's all possible. So I'm having fun. When you see me on my campaign trail, what do you think? I mean, cause you know me from the Abbey too. Yeah. But I also, that that's the thing I, I've talked about this with you many times. I think people on the outside only see the surface. So they don't really know what you do behind closed doors. And I don't think they know like your ambitions and your desires and your want to help your community. And I've already known that. So for me, it's just, you know, the the a step in the next direction that I already knew you were going to take. Really? Yeah. You a politician? I maybe not politician, but politically involved to make sure that your community was safe and better for the youth that are there. I knew that was something you always wanted to do. So I eventually knew you would reach back to your community. I didn't know it would be in the, you know, position of a city councilman, but that's the form that it's taken. So I, it wasn't too much of a surprise to me. Yeah. What about you, Marina, being that you're around here watching me spill the tea every week at the Jason Lee show? Man. And then now I'll be sitting up there as a city council. Because let's be very clear, I'm going to win. I don't get in anything to lose. I, I'm in it to win. And I'm not saying that as a matter of ego. I'm saying that like we're, we have people committed mm -hmm. to knocking on doors, mailing, inviting people to events. You know, I'm very active on social media. I'm deep in the trenches of this campaign. So when you see it, uh, Jason Lee's show... Councilmember Lee, does it line up for you? You know, it does. Cause I feel like the healthcare thing I didn't expect. That was the one that shook me. But like the fact that you're like now in Miami doing that, then in Stockton doing city council, then here spilling tea, it just, you know, it's like you're a little, you're a multifaceted king. Well, and it's role, it's rounding out the brand. And let me be yeah. clear, I'm not in Miami with healthcare unlocked Rob is. <laughs> I have not seen my condo. And I don't even know how long. I don't get to go there and enjoy it. I, w I won't lie though. I do miss it, and I'm gonna um, I'm gonna be back soon. But you know, another thing that they were saying, Stockton, is he doesn't even live here. I actually live there now, and I have a house. And they're trying to find. It's almost like where's Waldo? They're <laughs> literally trying the, the opposition. I call them the ops, by the way. All the people running against me are ops. Mm. There's two that are running against me that are good people. They just don't have a plan, and they don't have the platform, and they don't have the resources. Uh, but they do have good intentions. The other person is just a real lazy um, uh, figurehead who loves to hang out at Mercedes-Benz dealerships and take awards for things that she's not doing. <laughs> she's a mental health clinician uh, or mental health provider, but she provides nothing. And as I get deeper into the streets and talk to the people, people are really fed up with her. She got fired from a place called Reinvent Southside Stockton. How are you even going, the audacity of running again when you got fired from the organization whose purpose is to reinvent the area you're trying to rerun for. So I'm looking forward to debating her. I don't think that she'll be able to handle a debate with me because everything I start out with is going to talk about her failures. That That's coming. 
in a very public way. By the way, I'm very popular online, so my fans from all over America and even the Africa, people in Africa ask me how can they vote for me and support my campaign. I'm sorry, <laughs> Africa. Y'all can't support me, but you can continue to share my content because it's all everything I post is going viral. Mm. And then today, when this airs, I'll be in D.C. at the president's uh, Christmas party. But I have to say, I'm extremely disappointed in this administration. I am so frustrated. I ha I believe that I have done everything I can do to help. And when I tell you everything, I've gone to the barbecues. I've gone to the hip-hop parties. I've gone to the Christmas parties for Kamala and for Joe. You were there with mm -hmm. Joe. Uh, I am going back to their Christmas parties this year. I've been to fundraisers. I just told the vice president a week ago that I don't know what else I can do to help the party. And the party is on fire. And the sad part is that we live in a two-party system where it's either Trump or Biden. And you're never going to hear me say, go Trump, but you're going to hear me say that the Democratic Party and the Democrats that are in office now are deeply flawed when it comes to communication, when it comes to strategic planning of inclusion and making people feel like they're a part of the fabric of the administration in providing resource. Like I've had calls with the head of SBA. That man was lazy. Uh, and it sounded like he was gifted the position for helping Biden win in whatever state he's from. Uh, he 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 should retire. He's he's a loser. Everybody knows that I tried to help at the DNC to go figure out how they're spending money in promoting the campaigns because there's campaigns all over the country. It was almost suggested that I sleep with the man or go on a date with the man or flirt with the man at the DNC in order. Didn't I go with you? That guy? No. Was he black? Okay, not that black one, the black one before him. Oh. The black one before him led me to that one that led me to the white man who I actually like at the DNC. His name is Sam Cornell. Sam is an awesome, awesome uh, leader for the Progressive Party, and I, I, I like him, and he's, he's a straight shooter. And I have a great relationship with him, and he's doing everything he can do to help, but he's one person. Mm. And I really feel like there's so many flaws, and with Healthcare Unlocked, I've told the Biden administration, this is the last time that I'm going to help and try to be helpful because at this point, if you sit up there, Joe and Kamala and all the people around them, all the minions that don't return phone calls. Yes, you, Stephanie Young, I can go name for name for name. Those of you that don't and then act like you care about the culture and then you come running, knocking on our doors whenever, uh, you know, election time is around, you're going to get this. It was Period. And I'm telling you, you're going to have a loud voice like me. This mouth is so big. You haven't felt it yet. And pause. <laughs> Okay, this mouth is taking down countries. <laughs> Shout out to the queen. I'm telling you right now, you haven't felt it because you think I'm in my health care unlocked bag or in my city council bag. You thought that I'm still not going to be Jason Lee. Mm. I'm still going to be that straight shooter, shit talking straight to the throat. That ain't a threat. So uh, <laughs> the Secret Service can still let me in the Christmas party type of person. Because I believe that what's given me power is my ability to build relationships and have an opinion and be unafraid to tell you. And so I've, I've been to everything. I've talked to everybody. And I even have private coffee conversations with the vice president to tell her that I want to help. And I'm still not able to. And let me say this. I still like Kamala Harris. I think she's smart. I think she's her story is great. And I think as a vice president, she's not the president. She's doing the work of his administration. But you got to have a good team. You're only as good as your team. I have a great team, and they are a small team, but an efficient team. We have our ups and downs, but ultimately we fight for the greater good of this uh, company. And and we problem solve when things aren't, aren't working, and we, we figure out how to tie in better communication with people in order to get the job done. Your 
your people haven't been able to do that. And it's been a, it's been an extreme disappointment. Um, then I also will say that with everything happening in Israel and Palestine, it even makes it more complicated because everywhere I go now, people are like, why are you supporting uh, Genocide Joe? And why is he giving all the money to Israel when you have problems with education or when you have problems over here and there? And I get it because Americans right now can only see what they see in front of them and feel what they feel in front of them. And there are people that are still going without. There are black businesses that still don't have, know how to get funding. There are still violent crimes happening in the country. Gun control is out of control. Found out the other day that people can actually buy parts and make guns. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I, I didn't know that people were making guns. Mm -hmm. Well, you're from Chicago. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not it. My brother and my sister-in-law, they make guns. They collect. They have. So they're a part of the problem. No, they're not. I think you, I think gun ownership is is you're right in this country so you can have guns but they like do it for sport like but they there should be guns. better processes where you have to get a background check 100 100 i don't think any person should just be able to access that kind of uh content especially if you have a history of mental illness or you have a history of making threats or it, there should be stricter laws around who can get access mm -hmm. to it but i think if you, if you can you can now i'll be honest with you i'm not opposed to owning ar-15s i own an ar-15 and i'm registered democrat um and but that doesn't mean that I, I i believe i should give the government my gun but i also go through a very uh, um detailed background check i have to get cleared and all that and i and i you know I think there should be a better protocols for how people get access to guns, but I don't think the government should tell us that we can't have guns. And I think the Democrats are so far left on one issue and then the Republicans are so far right that that's why this political strife that we're in is like we're playing ping pong between two parties that have their own interests and are paid for by groups to tell them what to do. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. We have 11 more months until the Trump-Biden election. God help us because we are in trouble. And you don't want to say don't vote for Biden and Harris because that is then a vote for Trump. But then you don't want to say vote for Trump. So I don't know what to say. All I'm going to say is what I'll say here. I'm not happy. Now, shout out to the folks at CMS who are working with us to roll out Healthcare Unlocked. It's my hope that they find every possible way to make the opportunity that we're giving them possible for Americans to get healthier because it's very performative and disingenuous to say we have a... CA and we have Medicaid redetermination, all these benefits for Americans. But then over here, we can't tell nobody how to get you to help them. Like, that's just crazy to me. So uh, anyway, there's that. Can you be a councilman and run for president? President of what? Listen, <laughs> this country would not be able to handle me as a president, nor do I want to not be able to go to the grocery store. I mean, I guess as a president, former president, you can go to the grocery store, but you got to have heck of security car. No, they still have Secret Service. Um, no. Forever. Can you imagine us at the Abbey with Secret Service? Because you know I'm going. I would love to see that. No. Like, could you see a former president at the Abbey? I, yes. <laughs> I think Barack Obama would party. Barack Obama is. Why you Obama, pick the black president? Because I feel like him and Michelle be there having a good time. They have a kiki. Michelle, I could see at the Abbey. Barack, I cannot. <laughs> All right. Um, so how's everything going with healthcare? Like, do you want to update people real quick before we, so they can? Yeah, it's great. I mean, the, the biggest thing, the hurdle that we have there, which is not a hurdle, it's just the biggest thing we have to accomplish there is we have our own agents who are actually on the phone who are helping assist people in securing uh, $0 healthcare policies. So just finding the right team of people who can actually like guide people through that process 
is is challenging, but it's it's been um, rewarding as well because I've gotten to see our company as in, as a whole grow um, in that world. But it's been it's been great. It's okay. really good. If you are here, here's a couple opportunities I'm gonna give directly to all of you. So if you support me, I want you to engage. So right now, if you don't have healthcare and you're in America. And there's certain states that we're licensed to help in, right? And there's mm -hmm. certain states that we're not. You can just call in. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give you our phone number. I actually just tweeted it. The phone number is one. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> you can call in right now to get set up for um, $0 health care and find out all those options. It's 1-888-987-3719. And if you do that within the next seven days, everybody who calls in... Uh, from this number for me, I will send you a We Are Not The Same mug. So that way you can sip on it, sip your tea as you're getting healthier. Mm -hmm. Plus we got 3,000 of them we're trying to get rid of. But <laughs> we'll send you a mug so you can have that as a gift for me. And I will write each of you a note. Only a thousand though, because after that I'm gonna get carpal tunnel and then I'm gonna need my healthcare lock <laughs> to take care of that. And if you are a licensed, what is the title? If they're a, a licensed insurance healthcare provider, they can work for us. So if you're licensed to sell health insurance, then they can apply. And if you're really them. good, you can do it from home. Yes. Okay, yeah, we'll they can tell them remotely. where do they email? <laughs> email uh, healthcare at hollywoodunlocked.com. Is that the email? That is the email. Okay. Or you can send it to Rob at, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, email healthcare at hollywoodunlocked.com and submit your resume. And you know, if you're, if you're good, like if you're a dynamic insurance killer, we will, uh, well, damn. Insurance. <laughs> well, you know, if you're good at selling insurance, you can come work for us. All right, enough of that. It's time to get to the tea. Well, T.I. is in the news. Now, look, T.I., and this is his son, okay, King, who's my one of my favorites of his kids, by the way. I like their whole family. By the way, can I just start by saying at the top of the show, I missed their their show, The Family Hustle. That was actually a good reality show to be able to see a hip-hop family with T.I. and Tiny and their children and even the grandma and all the family kind of growing up under one roof. They were like the hood Huxtables, you know, without the... Without the... Allegedly. Rape stuff that the other Huxtables had going on. Pill Bill. <laughs> I mean... Tiny and T.I. have been going viral all week over their 19-year-old son, King Harris, and his embarrassing behavior. Although things took a turn this past week, the fire has been burning since last month when King sat down with uh, comedian Funny Marco. I would even go back further when King got into it with, um, what's his name? The guy who Brittany Renner sat on his lap. Charleston White. Charleston White. Remember, they had a whole thing where Charleston said he would kill the boy, and then T.I. and him got into King has been out in these streets, okay? Well, you know, in the interview with Funny Marco, King had revealed that he lived with his grandma growing up and not in his parents' mansion. Now, we've all assumed from the reality show that the family hustle was a family hustling together under one roof. But now the family hustle may have been them hustling us into believing that that was a real family dynamic. Now the family hustle has turned into a family tussle, and we've seen it all on social media. Now, here's audio of King talking about living with grandma. Take a listen. Yeah, man, it's a lot about that TV show, man, that got people confused. Because um, I live with my grandma. You know, we'll go to the house on like a weekend. They'll say, hey, we shooting today. We need y'all at the house. They'll come get me from my grandma's house. 
And right after we done, when the cameras go off, I'm right back to my grandma. Mm. When a kid starts talking like this online, they ha there's some animosity there because the he's showing you he's going to start dropping just a little bit of trails leading us back to some shit that y'all been trying to cover up. And, you you know, this is why I love living with Gucci and, and Chanel. <laughs> huh? Because they can't talk. They can't talk. <laughs> if Man, Gucci and Chanel could tell everything going on up the hill or now in Stockton. Oh, Gucci and Chanel in Stockton is a whole other thing. I got to change their name to... A, to Luis and Fredo, like you know what I mean, or Luisa and Fredo. I don't know when they go. When we go to the Starbucks, it's a different experience. <laughs> but you know, when kids start telling little things like this, it's because they're leading little trails to a bigger pile of mess. Nearly two months later, the wildfire now has spread and things got heated last Sunday during an Atlanta Falcons game. And this is where the family was together, congregating doing what the family hustle does in public. And King started arguing with his parents about how he grew up. And it was captured on social media because that's exactly what all kids do the minute any real life shit is going down. Look. Have you ever woke up with a roach on your face? Period. No, that's not the ghost. All right, then. Or in your ear. Or in your ear. I don't know what you're talking about. I got in the neighborhood with me that broke up with a roach in your ear. Y'all want to go to the bando and met my neighborhood? Y'all want to go to the bando? Do y'all want to go to the bando? To make him look better, he said he know not true. Silver Spoon, I ain't never ate with that day a day in my life. Hey, you did I'm have silver spoon. Look, you used to have to come to my grandma's house because I'm getting in the you fight. You act like a baby to go to your grandma's house. Every day. You used to hold your breath. Every day. Every day. I don't want to be in these gates. I want to be outside in the neighborhood. That's why I want to be over there. But they don't understand that. I'm going to tell you the reason why you want to be over there. Y'all ready? Because... He can suck and pacify over there. He was 12 years old. He was suck and pacify. He was 12 years old. He can do that in the house. He cried like a baby. Hold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They try to say I was over there trying to suck a pasty, but they ain't going to tell you everything. They trying to hide it. He capping. He capping. He know I stand on business. He know that. Ain't no nigga ever pulled my car ever in life. I stand on business. You, you got me somewhere, I stand on business. You got me in your hood, I stand on business. Yeah. I've been stood on business. I've been stood on business. You want to hide it for the world, I'm going to put it out there for them to see. I want to put up nowhere. You ain't had me put up nowhere. Like, I ain't. You ain't had me behind the mansion. I was outside doing what I wanted to do. You were behind the mansion. You cried. No. I ain't got too much to drink. I got drunk too much. Drunk too much. Let's go. See, now, when you put a kid who's in the streets, even though they may have been eaten with a silver spoon at one point on blast like that on social media, he's going to turn up. Because now the young, fragile ego gets bruised. And we all know T.I. knows how to talk shit. He's a master troller. And Tiny, when she turned that phone around and said that he won that passy... That he was sucking on the poor pacifier. Now, you knew that boy was going to get upset. It turned physical. Uh, it went from playful to physical like that. Look. You capping. 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 You I know you capping. I know you capping. I know you. I know you. I know you. Shut up. Shut up. I know you. Ain't no mystery about here. I know you, though. 
Man, I know you don't. I know you don't. I know you. What's wrong with y'all? Why y'all doing that to me? Y'all know me. You know I stand on business. You know I stand on business. Why you even letting somebody play with me like that? Why you letting somebody play with me like that? Why you letting him play with me like that? Why you letting him play with me like that? No, ain't no joking. You are embarrassing yourself. You are embarrassing yourself. You are embarrassing yourself. What is you talking about? Get off me, nigga. Well, you can't do nothing with me. Shit you can do with me. I mean, it got really, really wild. And, you know, that was happening in public. Now, King proceeded to remind his parents on social media that he stands on business. Now, I have to tell you, I didn't know what stand on business meant because I'm 46 and the only business I got right now is a city council meeting and wrapping up this podcast so I can get to an interview. But, you know, he was stand on business. And so he went over to his Instagram story and shared a little bit more about what he meant. Take a look. I stand on business. Don't give a fuck who you are. And then he went on to say, I don't give a fuck who you are. Motherfuckers can't play with me in my face. Not going for the, I'm a grown ass man now. And I have to say, I feel you. Because that was when I got into it with my dad. Those of you that have been following my story, reading my book. And I was just telling the story the other day. My father is dead now. His wife is dead now. So they're not going to see this. But they did get my book. I didn't tell them that I was putting it all in my book. And I did put their names in my book because I was standing on business. I was a kid who had a dad who did things to me while I was younger and not supporting me as a young man and then violated my brother, Rodney. And when I got to an age, it was much older than when King is now, I felt some type of way and I was in his living room one day and I stood on business and we got into it and I threatened him with physical harm. And it was a very emotional thing, but it was the day that my relationship with my dad changed forever. And, and years later, we never made up, and now he's dead, and it is what it is. And I have closure because I serve the Lord. That's my father who art in heaven. Okay, now how I be that name? The name is King. And King said he going to stand on business no matter who you are. Now, here's another photo of King's stories. Let me show you this. Uh, my mistake, say that, stop making the world think you fuck with me when you don't. And then he posted, manipulation is when they blame you for your reaction to their disrespect. I also call that gaslighting. So when you guys see this going on, what are you thinking? Because King was my favorite. He's still my favorite. King, you're welcome on the Jason Lee Show, too. You're old enough to come out here. Come on. But when you see this, what do you think? Like, what do you make of it? It very much felt like he has been harboring like the secrets of his family. And this was him like feeling like he was pushed too far. And he was like on the precipice of like spilling the tea on live because I, like you said, I think his parents embarrassed him in front of his fans, in front of the, his audience. And so he, I think he was like going to that point of like, you know, I know why y'all kept me away from the house. So don't act like, don't like put it on me. And as he was about to start saying more, it got physical. I don't, you know, I, I think it's one of those situations where it's like you, you don't want to get physical with your family, but when your family pushes you too much, it's like you have no, you you don't know what to do because you feel bottled up because he couldn't really, he couldn't say what he really wanted to say and he couldn't really get physical because it's his parents. So I think he was stuck between a rock and a hard place and it was kind of unfair on him. I love the Harris family. Shout out to Zanik, that's my girl. But, and I love King too, but I feel like you can still stand on business though without being disrespectful. And if they're a public figure, like just it being on live, I don't know. I feel like... 
not the right time, not the right place, especially at the Falcons game. Like, all she said was the pacifier thing. So I think he did too much, but this is the type of energy I feel like the Kardashian kids are going to have when they grow up, and I can't wait for North to go on live. Oh, oh, baby. What? I don't know what network, what? but if Northwest Mason, that little Ugh. girl that be flipping off the paparazzi, Penelope, Chicago, all of them. If those kids do a reality show, I, baby, let me produce it. Oh, they have one. That that show, it'd be like stop keeping up with the oh, Kardashians, God. okay? Oh. Uh, Kardashian kids taking down the regime. Yeah, I would love to watch that. Um, I disagree though. I love Tiny. Tiny's my favorite. Well, I can't say that because I love Tamika too. Tamika and Tiny are my favorite out of Escape, only because I like them and y'all know Candy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you too, Candy, but you tripping. Uh, I should text Candy today and be like, hey, girl, hey, huh? <laughs> With like a little kiss emoji. Um, no, but like, and I don't know Latasha, but Latasha, she was one of my favorite singers. Um, I love Escape and I mm -hmm. love Tiny. Tiny's one of the sweetest. I always tell people this. Tiny's mm -hmm. one of the sweetest celebrities you're ever going to meet. You almost mm -hmm. don't even feel like you're talking to a celebrity because she's, she's, she's such a mom and she's such a just sweet person. So like, I've always liked Tiny, always active in our comments. I really feel like you guys have been really mean to her too. In this mm -hmm. situation, though, when you have a young boy who's 19 and still in the streets because he's whatever, he has that affection for the streets. And some kids grow up with, um, and I'm not saying this is the case, but some kids grow up with animosity for being kept away from being in the streets and having that real life lived experience. You know, mm -hmm. it's a real interesting thing. Um, I, I think when she said the pacifier thing, all, all bets were off. I would have drugged them for filth. I would have took them straight to the basement. Sabrina Peterson said they were <laughs> locking up. <laughs> Sex slaves, okay. I would have, I would have let them have it, okay. I would have started singing show tunes from Escape's first album. Where can I run to? Nowhere, because you're locked up in a sex attic. Uh, yeah, I would have drugged them for filth. On the other hand, your parents are famous, so mm -hmm. going on the internet is the most violent betrayal to mm -hmm. a celebrity. Just yesterday, I'm not even a celebrity. I'm a future city councilman. <laughs> But I'm not even a celebrity. I'm a public figure in my mind. I know that people know me and I know that I know I'm fucking famous. I get it. But not to their degree, right? I have toured the world. Well, actually, I have on the internet. But I, you know, I'm not on their level. But I was talking to somebody yesterday who I'm talking to again. <laughs> and I was in a whole argument explaining to them how them being online, entertaining people talking about me is not cool because you're creating a stage for people to use you and me for clout. Some people don't understand that. I'm sure King does because he's grown up in it, but I don't know. It just continued because even after Sunday's incident on Tuesday, Complex dropped a new episode of their Goat Talk series featuring T.I. and King. And in their episode, the father and son duo talk about King's upbringing, which is quite interesting. Take a listen. I will let you tell it. You, you, you was an orphan. When, when, I was when, never when, when, when That was Batman. That's Batman's story. I'm a grandma boy. Man. I like to be in the neighborhood yep. I'm with glad the you kids brought, outside. I'm glad you wanted to go over there. Yeah, yeah. So you made it seem like we were sending you over there. No. You cried and cried and cried when you couldn't go yeah. over there. You know what I'm saying? I always say, King, stay home, stay home. Man, you would hold your no. breath, turn red in the face. Look, we done got big, big house. Yeah. Big yard. Yeah. Nothing to do. That when you learn and create your own entertainment. I was outside. I want to play football, basketball. Mm -hmm. That's the type of one that I was. But you no. want to be from the ghetto so bad. Well, look, T.I. eventually took to Instagram and updated that he and his son are all good. Now, this is a photo of what T.I. had to say. 
fuck with this internet talking about the H family tied like a knot. We all we got for life. I'm a ride to the heavens or depths of hell about my junior and ain't nothing going to change that. Now tune in to the new episode of Goat Talk with me and my junior, the next king. 10 out now on complex and i'm happy let me give y'all a round of applause because i'm happy to see a happy ending damn that didn't sound right with the family um and this makes me happy you know i don't have a relationship with ti because as you know you know my history i ain't gonna remind you but i've always liked ti i saw him recently perform as part of the grammys hip-hop uh, moment and I was watching behind the scenes, which you're not going to see when it airs, is how much love he was getting from all the other rappers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ti is the king of the south. He's somebody who has uh, been a trailblazer in hip hop, and uh, I ain't gonna lie, uh, I'm a fan. Uh, and w- hopefully one day we can get him on the show. You know, Zonique, right? Mm-hmm. Can you call her and see if you can tell her Jason wants to talk to her daddy? Mm-hmm. Can you do that? Mm-hmm. Thank I do. you. Yeah, hey, Zonique. Zonique, baby, daddy, fine too. By the way, <laughs> you um, like is he? Listen, leave it alone. We don't need to say no names because you know these gangsters will come kill you for doing that sex playing them in the streets, all right? Well, uh, meanwhile, many people now have commented on the viral moment, including D.L. Hughley. Now, D.L. is a fan of the show and a friend in my head. D.L. is like in these streets and also somebody who stand on business too. This is what uh, uh, D.L. had to say about Tiny T.I. Uh, versus King. Take a listen. I've known T.I. and Tiny for a long time and I've watched how hard they work and I'm, I watch how hard they value their family. And to have somebody that you work so hard and sacrifice for, to shit all over your memory and your accomplishment for clicks, is insulting. When we grew up, we actually grew up in the circumstances they romanticized about it. But with that great, um, it was the inspiration for T.I. getting out of there and Tiny getting out of there. Yes, it inspired them artistically, but you don't want your children to grow up in the same state. Any No parent would want their children to have it as hard as they did. But the one thing you could do, what you, what, what you couldn't do, is tell a black woman that her kids were dirty or they weren't taken care of. And that's exactly what he's doing now. He's insulting the, the effort they put into raising him. Just for clicks, for what? For, for what? Right, right. You're only famous because he's famous. Right, right. You're famous, you're in that box, shitting all over his memory because he's famous. And you're doing it for what? So you can be famous. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're famous because your daddy's famous, and most generally, generally, this is a, this is an old ancient proverb. Famous don't usually have roaches. You grew up on a reality show. I bet I didn't see no red or decon in the corners. Now this this is what that community uh, parenting feels like when your uncle DL chimes in on you doing <laughs> bad shit online, and Uncle DL has spoken. Now DL, if you don't bring your ass on the Jason Lee show. I ain't going to threaten you because you in these L.A. streets with the gangs. I've heard you. I heard you out here. But I mean, I know you. I know D.L. fucks with me because he's one that supports Hollywood Unlocked from a distance. Mm -hmm. So I definitely want you on the show. Now, YouTuber Charleston White, who I talked about at the top of this, who had threatened King before, he said he was shooting kill him, has sounded off. And this is where y'all be playing with this man's kid. Some bad stuff going to go down. But this is what Charleston White had to say. I told T.I., God damn it, I told T.I. he should have kicked that boy ass last year. If T.I. would have kicked that boy ass last year, that boy wouldn't have had to jack him up today. Yeah, that boy showing out at the Falcon game, em- embarrassing the family. The, this is the hat. Yeah, that Mitch King, little ugly ass. Oh, that boy got a big mouth on him. And he talked loud with them yellow, big old red yellow lips. Oh, yeah, that boy loud in the motherfucker. Oh, 
Yeah, 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 he fucking with the Atlanta Falcons up there disrespecting them people, hollering about he's standing on business. Boy, if you don't sit your look, you bruised too easy to stand on business. Yeah, that little yellow motherfucker bruised too easy to stand on. Man, nigga, boy, everywhere he get touched, it turn red, purple, and blue. Man, please, that nigga, he can't stand on business that yellow? Hell no, nigga, please. Boy, a nigga be walking around looking like Edward Scissor hands in skin complexion if that boy try to stand on bitty. See that's what that see that's what happened when you don't let them yellow kids play with them black nigga cousins. Boy, boy, you go go stand on bitty with your cousin. That's how go go fight your cousin, nigga. That's how you know you standing on business. Nigga done fought them cousins. You ain't grew up fighting cousins. Nigga, you been a Picasso living motherfucker. Now y'all of a sudden, boy, you done you done you disrespecting Tippy? Nigga, you done, you done got so, well, you, you disrespecting Tainy and Tippy. Shit, nigga, please. I cut your ass out the wheel. No, I wouldn't. I leave your ass in the wheel. And boy, I skin your ass up having you smelling like burnt rubber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, boy, I skin your motherfucking ass up having you smelling like burnt rubber. Nigga, fuck is you talking about? You want to dethrone the king? Is that what you want to do, boy? You want to dethrone the king? You the kid been over there with the white grandmama, Tainy's mama. So you a little unruly, little mulatto baby. Yeah, you unruly than a motherfucker, boy. And you can't have no good luck, no blessings. Nothing's gonna come good to a yellow unruly nigga. Y'all have it hard. You better not go to jail. Boy, your daddy, T.I. can't let you go to jail. Cause they go fuck the dog shit out of you in jail. Yeah, yeah, boy, them, you go walk through there. And them niggas go see them lips on that yellow skin. For nigga, please, you better settle, you settle down, boy. You don't know what's in store if you keep acting out. Charleston White, you're welcome to come on the Jason Lee Show anytime you want. Well, if that wasn't enough, y'all are taking advantage of this whole opportunity to use them for clout. Y'all now are throwing parties with T.I. and his son on the flyer. T.I. saw that, didn't like it, and pulled up. Look. Nigga, you can talk to me. And to the end, ain't nothing going. Ain't nobody getting nothing going. Nothing. Call who you need to call. Do what you need to do. Ain't nothing happening. No money, no beers, no, no partying, no sections, nothing. You put me and mine on a motherfucking flyer, nigga, give me everything. And if you can't, don't play with me. I don't know if y'all from here, but nigga, don't play with me in this city. It's my motherfucking city. Don't play with me in this city. I don't know what to make of it. I hope that King and T.I. can figure out how to move forward. I mean, the family can't hustle if the family don't stay together. This is a pretty picture of Tiny. And T.I., he always looks like that. Like a between a city councilman and a rapper. And hey, <laughs> if I can do it, so can you. All right, that's all. My girl's in the news, Kiki Palmer. Now, Kiki is now uh, reflecting on her alleged, I'm going to say alleged, Allegedly. abuse from her baby daddy. Now, I'm saying alleged only because we've seen screenshots of a camera. We don't know what led up to it. We mm -hmm. don't know if she had something to do with it, if he started there. She, no matter who started it, we don't want to see our Kiki laying across no couch being drugged to the uh, door. But there's also women who get with men like this and if he has a big penis, you already know what that's about, who who will hold on to their man's leg as they try to walk out the door and hold on to them. Don't leave me, don't leave. We all seen Diary of a Mad Black Woman when he drug her to the 
front of the house and she was screaming, you know, Kim, Kimberly Elise can cry on cue. That girl, that, that girl got onions in her pocket. But either way, we don't know what happened here. And damn, Darius, Darius, right? Ain't that his name? Mm -hmm. Darius, you were so fine. I was living vicariously through her with you. Because her last book, well, anyway, she has a type. <laughs> this girl has a type. Because I met her when she was dating my friend. I'm not going to say his name. I know he's sitting there watching saying, say my name. <laughs> his name was Rodney King. He looked like this. So this girl and I have a type. We could never be roommates because this one right here would have been beating both of us. Okay, well, anyway, Kiki is what? <laughs> Listen, I'm running for city council as me. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not going to act like a politician. You, if Trump can say grab him by the pussy and get elected and ruin this country, Jason Lee could say that he would have fought Kiki Palmer over Darius before the beating. <laughs> now you can have him. I don't want him. But Kiki is opening up about abuse and revealing that she's choosing happiness after her rude awakening with her ex-boyfriend and son's father, Darius Jackson. Now, earlier this month, Kiki not only filed for full custody of her eight-month-year-old son, Leo, but she also fought a restraining order against Leo's dad, alleging that he abused her. Now, in the last episode of the Jace Lee podcast, we got into all, 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 all the drama. But now we're going to catch you up real quick so you know what's going on. Now, let me show you a photo of the family during happier times. Oh, look at the baby. This isn't the most flattering picture of Darius right here, but Kiki always going to look like money. Mm -hmm. Well, a few weeks ago, Kiki alleged that Darius put his hands on her several times um damaged her personal belongings threw her stuff into the street uh and threw stuff like her car keys and even tried to prevent her from leaving the house during arguments which is being held hostage that's when you're being held against your own will now he also allegedly spewed profanities about her in front of their son hitting her in front of her son their son and even threatened to kill himself with a gun if she ever left him then on my sister, good birthday, November 5th, Kiki alleged that Darius trespassed into the home without her knowledge, which is breaking and entering, or her permission, and then threatened her and lunged for her neck, striking her, throwing her over a couch, and stealing her good phone. Now, these are all allegations, but these are the screenshots that I spoke about. Take a look. Now, this was all captured on home surveillance, and I promise you this is an image out of Diary of a Mad Black Woman. We need to get the screenshot and put that up next. Uh, well, y'all could go watch the movie, but after the photos went viral, Darius's brother, Insecure star Serrano Jackson, who also ironically presented at the third annual Hollywood Unlocked Impact Awards for fearlessness with Chloe, wasn't fearful then, and he's not fearful now. Serranus, who also has been calling out Trey Songs for rape and defending women, is now in the middle of all this because him and Kiki's mom, Sharon Palmer, had got went back and forth, resulting in, in Serranus' skeletons to be brought out. Now, again, these are all allegations because, you know, the best way to get something moving downhill fast is when somebody's on that track to death, give it a little push. Well, his, his uh, daughter's mother, Insecure star Dominique Perry, went live and talking about it, or she had posted something online about it. Now, and this was after Sharon claimed that Darius and Serranus are both abusive to their women. And then she threatened that if Darius, Sharon did, if Darius ever trespassed again or harmed Kiki or the baby, that it'd be over for him and that she'd even get a bullet. I think she said something about put a bullet in him. 
Where's it at? Hold on. <laughs> Sharon was staying on business. Okay, well, Kiki's now opening up for the first time. But before we even get into what Kiki said, isn't this sad though for Kiki's legacy that she that 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 Aquila mm. with the B mm -hmm. gotta be in some bitch ass shit like this? Mm -hmm. Isn't it sad though? Cause Kiki is such but she is that everyday girl who everyday girls go through this, right? What do you think? Yep. Is this bad or that's what I was I I think it's it sucks for her personally mm -hmm. and for her image as a whole, but I think it's great because so many young people and so many women look at her as like being this this shell of a perfect black woman mm -hmm. and they're sitting in silence when they're going through things personally i think more people should speak out whether it be like male or female if they're in a situation that is uncomfortable or abusive even if it's to somebody in your family or somebody to get you out of that situation and i think for it to be someone who we all see as so perfect is helpful to people who are living in silence and relatable yeah yeah and she's just so classy because if you go back to when she came on the jason lee show she just spoke positivity about him and then with the timeline now that we've been given this all was kind of brewing and happening even when she came here but she still kept it cute and just showed him in a positive light and i feel bad for kiki i feel bad for the baby leo I feel bad, but I hope Kiki comes through. Revenge body, revenge man. That body, so. she, she don't need well, no more revenge. That body, no, okay. yeah, <laughs> it is already on her revenge body. Yes. So I just want her to get somebody cuter, and yeah. Well, listen, hold on. Let me just do this before we even go any further. Hey, Kiki, we're filming the podcast. Just sending you some love, girl. Love you, bye. She don't need no revenge because the revenge is that she's still successful. She still got money. And I just saw a clip that we posted on Hollywood Unlocked with Janelle Monet dancing at the Soul Train Awards with Kiki. And Kiki's Kiki, you are mm -hmm. beautiful, successful. You're intelligent. You are grounded in the culture. You are talented, real talent. You're a sweetheart. You're a good mom. You are an everyday girl. You are every, you're literally everything. You're a great talk show host. I mean, you're you have your own uh, black owned network. And I'm not just saying this because I have your phone number because you know I got a bunch of phone numbers and I be dragging the girls. But I love <laughs> I love Kiki Palmer. And I will say, Rob loves you, Kiki. Rob, we wanted to honor Kiki at the awards last year, and she wanted to. She was trying to cancel everything. It, became, it came down to the wire, literally like the week before, that we weren't able to honor mm -hmm. her. Because we want to give her the spirit award because Kiki really does embody mm -hmm. the spirit of everything that mm -hmm. we want to represent at the award show. And who knows, maybe she'll get on it this year coming up. I and mean, we've we, been trying for two years. Yeah. We started trying last year and then, uh, and then, and the year, I mean, we started trying the year before and then this year we tried again. And she really did want to yeah, come. She Sharon, did. Shout out to Sharon. And, 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 and this was, I've known Sharon for years, probably over 10 years. Sharon don't come out the woodwork. Sharon don't do social media. She don't talk on the phone. Sharon don't even like getting on the phone with nobody. We, we go through other people or Kiki. For Sharon to come forward and say that she must really be concerned about her daughter. Mm. Now, Saranis, you done got caught up in all the smoke. And I understand you were trying to support your brother. But sometimes, especially if you know you have skeletons, you got to stay out the way. Now, since all this drama, Kiki's now opening up about it all, facing abuse and explain how easy it was or easy it is for victims of domestic violence to have compassion for their abusers. And that goes back to what you were saying. Like in the midst of everything she was going through, she was doing what women do, show up, protect their alleged abuser and just want to maintain grace and class. Mm -hmm. And again, no disrespect to you, Darius. We didn't really know who you were before Kiki. And so all of what you're doing on the platform that she gave you 
it's kind of crazy, right? Sometimes silence is, is, is best. But then again, there are times where women make claims that men are doing things that they're not doing. So anyway, here's a snippet of what she's told to Dr. Drew. Take a listen. I'm so excited because this gets me into what I wanted to also talk to you about, which is you talk about abuse, right? Yeah. Abuse comes from many different things. But it, I think this is the problem when people find themselves in abusive dynamics is what you just said. I have compassion. I know where this is coming from. You know, you're not a terrible person. You're just dealing with this thing that makes you respond this way. But it's interesting because uh, abuse, quote unquote, the action of abuse is seen the same way as narcissism, and it's also not really seen as a mental health issue, right? It's kind of like people don't deem an abusive person as somebody that's struggling with mental health issues, and yet, it you know, would are they? Because to hurt somebody and to go so far, something yes. got to be wrong in your mind, right? A thousand percent. That, that's absolutely true, and and it can be a lot of different things that set that up, right? It can be right. addiction. It could be you know with your own trauma. Your, but but you're absolutely correct that. So so what you're getting at, I know you want to talk about boundaries, and this is a really interesting place to enter the conversation because mm. when when someone is in an abusive relationship and they're the victim of the abuse, and they tell themselves, oh, but I know he's such a great guy. He's so sensitive inside. I have this special understanding that he was abused. That, I don't know if you so are okay. Bad, actually, I, I, that is BS. That's, yes, that is the thing to do. That is a boundary problem. All right, well, Kiki, listen, we pray that you continue to work through this and continue to be a voice for young women because people like watch you. You're somebody that I think most young women want to be like, and you're such a great example for uh, the black community. No shade towards Sexy Red, because I just saw her the other day at the club, like super pregnant and twerking. There's no hope for the world. But Kiki, you give us hope. Bye. Do we even need to do the subject? I think our response was just pretty much sums it up. I'm confused. Tamar Braxton is back with the white man. I don't even, this has to be. Okay, let me first do a disclaimer. Tamar, I love you, girl. But you just making moves that, you're, you're here on the Hot Topic desk. And if Wendy Williams was here right now, she would be side-eyeing you, even though she loves you like I do. Wendy loves Tamar. We talk about it all the time. Well, we used to before they chained Wendy up to a bed somewhere in a hospital. We're going to get to the bottom of that, too, at some point. Because I think they're trying to kill Wendy Williams. Tamar is back with JR. And I'm not talking about Dallas. This is not a reunion. Those of you who are old enough to know what Dallas is, J.R. Ewing was the guy who kept coming back and kept on, kept on. Well, JR is back. Now, Tamar is back with Jeremy J.R. Robinson after he recently called off their engagement and then got spotted on a date with another reality star. Now, the re it's not just a reality star. It's Tommy, who I'm going to share in a minute. But Tommy's coming on the Jason Lee show. I got to do. Tommy's coming on the Jason Lee show. And baby, Tommy is not one. I have interviewed Tommy before. 
but it was years ago. I was so exhausted from that interview. It took me six years to wait for the next one. <laughs> Tommy's coming up because what you see with Tommy is what you get. And I know she's going to give us some tea here. Well, anyway, earlier this year, Tamar met JR while they were filming a dating show with Nivea and Evelyn Lozada. Evelyn Lozada is also coming on the Jason Lee show. Tamar is still not scheduled to appear. Well, that show was called Queen's Court. Well, on the show finale, Tamar and JR got engaged. This was a photo of their engagement. Oh my God, no, yes, yes. Oh my God, yes, yes. Well, the two had been together up to October. That's when JR revealed that he and Tamar were no longer a thing and that they weren't together. He posted a lengthy message to his Instagram story. This is what he said. So many questions, so many assumptions. I want to answer all that I can with respect. Yes, Tamar and I are no longer together. I ended the relationship to focus on getting back to positive energy and being a better person. What happened and why? That's our private place. No, I never cheated. And no, I wasn't there when she was at her mother's place when her car was burglarized. No, I never cared about fame. Who reveals their most embarrassing moments in their life to find fame? Blueface, Krishan, and Jaden. Go back. Uh, I have always represented famous people. And the truth is, I was an amazing, I was in an amazing place financially and mentally. I turned down Queen's Court several times before I gave in. Ultimately, I fell in love and it did not end the way I wanted. So I want to heal. Tamar and I will always be friends and family for life. Thank you for respecting our privacy. This is where I hate being friends with celebrities that got mess going on because me and Tamar talked about this and I, I'm not going to say what Tamar told me, but this is why I'm so surprised that this is happening. Because what I will say is Tamar made me believe that this was never going to happen again and that she regretted it. And in fact, when she was robbed, my understanding is he didn't even check on her. That's what I, my understanding is. Well, a few weeks later, Later, Tamar and Love and Hip Hop star Tommy started trading shots. We saw that all over social media. Tommy accused Tamar of using the Krishan Rock and James Wright Chanel salt incident to sell tickets. Now, you remember our friend, we love Krishan. I'm going to just say we love Krishan over here. Krishan went over there to the old Tamar show. I side-eyed it here at the show. I told you I didn't understand what it was. I told you it looked like a clout chase. I didn't know if it was a clout chase from Tamar or her team. Probably her team, but maybe Tamar. I don't know. Either way, it looked like a clout thing because ain't no reason why you bring a, a Krishan Rock down there to twerk and not perform her song because Beyonce ain't coming out her house to, to twerk to no song and, and Krishan ain't either. Not that Krishan and, and Beyonce are on the same level. I'm just saying. But either way, people were saying that Tommy said Tommy alleged that Tamar was using it in the whole incident to sell more tickets to see more love and war. Well, the war of love is over because he, good old blue eyes, won her heart back. Now, here's a photo of Tamar's Instagram story versus Tommy. Tamar said, and before someone takes my phone, if you want cocaine and your name starts with a T and you never, ever sold out a bag of blow pops, stay silent. God bless y'all. Let me and my team heal from this trauma in peace. I love you, Tamar. Tamar can read, though. She reads like a gay Tam boy. Tamar is literally the reason. Uh -huh. Tamar leaving the real is the reason why it really went downhill because mm -hmm. we tuned in for Tamar. Yep. And 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 this this that that Tamar that we just saw it put that post back up. That's the Tamar that we need to come back immediately, mm -hmm. and you need to stay in that bag of blow pops right there. 
well, Tamar's back blowing pops. <laughs> and Tommy didn't like that blow from good old Tame Tay. And this is what Tommy said. Gotta address me for it to hit Muppet. <laughs> Johnny, I did not tell you to take the damn thing off. Go back. Gotta address me for it to hit Muppet, baby. Nothing a bitch say apply to me, so I don't be moved at all. I can't even ask a question without hoes getting in a frenzy. Don't flatter yourself. Mama, be glad I noticed you. Tommy, we love you too. Because this is great content. But what happened to protecting black women? Because we can't protect neither one of y'all because y'all are attacking each other. And this is why black women, this is why y'all stay where y'all are. Oh, I know that hurt. Is somebody black reading the Essence magazine right now saying, fuck him. I'm telling you. But you guys drug each other down to the depths of hell. The heaven, uh, the, 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 the devil opened the door and shut it because he didn't want, he has too much going on. Well, Tamar dragged Tommy again about the Muppet Baby content. Now, mind you, Chris Brown started this Muppet Baby thing. He called her the Muppet Baby back in the day. Remember she was crying on The View? I mean, not The View. The View is the higher view, the higher reel, the real. Remember she was crying about being called the Muppet Baby? I didn't Chris know Brown it was from Chris. I didn't know that was Chris. Well, I'm going to say allegedly, but allegedly. if my memory served me right, I know I'm 47 and I'm getting older. Dementia <laughs> could kick in at any moment. I'm saying, I think it was Chris Brown that did that. Here's what Tamar said about Tommy. So now y'all want me to address out of work reality stars. Never. Me and my Muppet employed ass will keep you on the list if I need a non-fighting cokehead for $2,500 an episode for one of these shows of mine I'm casting for. We not the same. Go sell some ass for your next hit. I'm finna come with my next hit. We are not the same. Tamar, I'm suing you for copyright infringement. <laughs> You can get one of these mugs if you go to hollywoodunlock.com slash healthcare and sign up today. I'm sending out one to everybody that signs up. Well, you said you weren't going to dress out of work uh, reality stars, but you addressed her because you referenced the Muppet comment that she called you a Muppet. By the way, Tamar is beautiful. So like, I don't know where this Muppet cover and Muppets are beautiful too. Ain't they? I mean, I love Muppet babies growing up. Mm -hmm. yeah. It just sounds bad. A Muppet. Anyway, Tommy went on a Twitter rant, and a few days later, she was seen on a date with Tamar's ex fiance, uh -huh. JR. Uh -huh. Take a look. Now, he said he doesn't like clout, but isn't that the ultimate revenge when you sit up in the face with your girl's op, your <sighs> former fiance's op who was there getting robbed when you weren't there and now you're out with the op? Tommy did that just to get back at her as a Muppet baby shade. That's what she was doing. And, and he was gladly participating in it. Now, she, in my opinion, thinks that the ultimate shade is winning him back. What do you think so far? I ain't even all the way into it. What y'all think? To agree to join a girl fight that you weren't even involved in, and then now you're just like a little pawn, a little chess piece, and like the pettiness from JR is sad. And I agree with you. I think that Tamar just wants to be with him as like the ultimate, like, aha, bitch, now what are you gonna do? But Tamar's better than that. I don't like this for her. This old man being messy boots like this is just, it's kind of, it's, I don't, it's cringe to me. It's like, 
him sitting up at a game with her, like with her hand in between his legs and smiling on her live. It's just weird. It's just weird. It's weird energy. It's, it's tacky. I don't know. She's better than that. I mean, honestly, him, you know, I don't know you, JR. I heard you were a successful lawyer, although some people tell me you were not as successful as some people claim to be. Um, and I know that you've dated black women in the past. You actually left a black woman, I believe, if I, my memory serves me correctly, to, to go with Tamar. Some would say you did it for the clout because when you are with Tamar, that is the clout. You're going to get it. Now you're with Tommy. You're on social media. You're on this show because of the girls uh, and the fighting. Well, Tamar, this screams low self-esteem. This seems um, you're you're not under construction anymore, that you have been demolished. Your, your self-esteem, your self-respect, your self-love has been demolished. There cannot be any real friends around Tamar because there's no way in hell that I would allow this to be embarrassing my friend. Mm -hmm. And before you start with the whole Tiffany Haddish got a DUI thing, me and Tiffany have already talked, you know, you don't know our relationship. And, and maybe she does have friends around her telling her things she needs to hear. Some friends listen and some friends don't. But I will say in this situation, it's now messy because Tommy went on to share text message from JR inviting her to a Falcons game. Let's, let me show you the text message. We got those receipts. Well, hmm, hmm, hmm. Now, these receipts must have come after Tommy and uh, Tamar got into the fight. So he saw the fight and invited the op to the game because the other game he was playing was you. Unbreak my heart. He's going to break it again. Where is Tony? And Evelyn and all the other people, because there's so many Braxtons. Is, is, is anybody calling Tamar? I don't know. Now, Tommy admitted that she didn't even want JR and she was just trolling. Don't believe me, just watch. I don't want your man, girl. I was just on bullshit. It gets the people going. Y'all leave me out of this now. These folks got me, got done enough out of, they didn't got enough out of her. I had to read that in country slang. Well, anyway. Days later, Jay Mar, Jay Mar. <laughs> they got a new name. Jay Mar. That's their new group name. That's what we're going to refer to y'all now as Jay Mar. That's good, right? Mm -hmm. Well, JR and Tamar were booed up at the same Falcons game that Tommy was invited to. Take a look. Y'all know what it is. Saints was happening. We gotta bounce back. We gotta bounce back. Gotta bounce back. New Orleans. Y'all know what it is. Two black women fighting over a white man. Rosa Parks did not sit in front of that bus for this. She did not. This is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Am, am I am I having a wrong reaction? No, I have secondhand embarrassment. Like that that was uncomfortable to watch. Mm -hmm. Mary, give me the ache. Let me say first of all, Tamar, I love you enough to be real with you. You're better than that. That is embarrassing. 
there is no way your legacy is going to have this speed bump in it. Really? You let him take you to a Falcons game and parade? Like, if you don't come out on Real Housewives of Atlanta as a result of this being something, because mm-hmm. that, that's the only mm-hmm. thing that can make me go, got it. Make it make then sense. If, make it make sense. Mm-hmm. If you become a real housewife of Atlanta, real housewife of Atlanta with this, then it's worth it. But if if all you do is go back over to dish and don't dish on this, yeah, I'm sorry, it's a dish serve cold. Now, in another video, Tamar spoke out about JR going out with Tommy during their six-week break. Now, you did say you weren't going to talk about no $2,500 a day washed-up reality star cokehead, but apparently maybe you did. Let's listen. I think that that man went on one date. Like, he did not. <laughs> Like the man of God was outside and everybody keep pinpointing him to this person and it's not like that. That person just want to be associated and it's giving very much like. Mm. (laughs) It's crazy because y'all act like I don't even want to discuss it no more. I I don't. Do you want to address anything, baby? Nothing to address. So here is the thing. J.I. JR and I are officially official. Official. And um, that's it. And I'm not touching on it unless you come to the show and we have a discussion about it. And everybody knows when you come to Tate Marshall show what it is. Baby. And that's that on that. And I will Sorry. see you on Friday. And I love my baby. Mm-hmm. I love my baby. I love you too. Tamar is absolutely never coming to the show now. Like, there's no way. Because she got to answer all this. Tamar, you have to answer to all this. And did she say, if you have questions, come to the show? Is she saying, like, her show? I think So is this more trolling to promote ticket sales? Ticket sales can't be that low. Every show seems sold out. People love Tamar. Tamar is a phenomenal singer. Tamar, you be singing your ass off. Now, I ain't going to lie. I became friends with you, Tamar, uh, not because of your singing or anything else. I loved you on The Real. And then I would hear your sing. I saw your reality show. But what I've always loved about you is you are a sassy, shit-talking, reading, Mm -hmm. transparent person who I think, you know, just really, like, again, that we feel a connection to you. We ain't connected to this. This is mess. Matter of fact, don't go on Housewives of Atlanta. Go on Love & Hip Hop Atlanta. This is more love and hip hop. I would love to see you and Tommy beat each other up, honestly, on Zeus Network. Because this is what it's giving at this point. Tamar, I don't know. Y'all want to add anything to this? Too much has been added, quite frankly. Let's just take it away. Goodbye. Well, you know, when I came in today, I looked at the camera and I look a little brighter than I usually am. And I know it has to either be the lighting or Kaylin on the makeup. But see, Kaylin don't mess up on the makeup. Maybe it's the lighting. Well, either way, I'm in good company because she's being accused of bleaching. Who is this white woman? I'm sorry. Beyonce, they say she could do no wrong, but somebody's getting fired because Beyonce is now being accused of bleaching. But I have to say this. This is why I know Beyonce is a part of the Illuminati because she came to me in my dream last night. What? This is a real dream I had last night, I swear to God. And I forgot that this was even going to be a part of the show. I was asleep in my slumber, and I was somewhere watching a Beyonce concert with thousands of people. Mm. And I was eating caramel corn, and I looked up, and Beyonce was walking to my seat. 
Now, this is how I knew it was a dream because nobody was going crazy. <laughs> she was just walking up and she was dressed in a Wonder Woman outfit. <laughs> what? And she walked up to me and she grabbed my hand. And then she took me and my plus one with her all the way backstage. We walked down the arena. I had bad seats, by the way. I was far away because I remember I could see all these people. She walked me backstage. She put VIP bands on me. Mm. And this is all in the middle of a show, by the way. There's a show going on. She put mm. VIP bands on me. And then she took me in a room and she left me and she never came back. Maybe it was my mom. Oh, happened. my God. Well, that happened that way, too. <laughs> but anyway, Beyonce is being accused of bleaching her skin. Now, she slayed the carpet at her world premiere of her concert, Renaissance. As you know, I went to the show three times, and I was not invited to Renaissance. I won't lie. I do feel some type of way. But I'm more disappointed in her publicist, Yvette Noshore. Now, Yvette Noshore has been Beyonce's publicist for years. She is the, mm -hmm. she's the mecca of black publicity. And she even has something called My Publicist Black, a movement. But it'd be the black publicists, sometimes they get in the way. You know, we had that problem. We had Cardi B on the show with Vanessa Anderson. She's Issa Rae's publicist, and she represents different people in the media. You know, the publicity game is a thing now, honey, because these these things right here, y'all can't control it. We don't work in that ecosystem anymore. But, but Yvette, I have a lot of respect for, and Yvette has my number, and I have her number. And Yvette knows how much, as a black gay man, I've loved this album, this uh, music uh, concert, and now this film. This tour has been amazing for our community. We went, we saw it. It was so empowering. So to leave out Black-owned media and Black-gay-owned media, to me, is like an oversight. And that's just an optic where maybe you had a lot going on. You were just focused on getting celebrities there. But if this album was truly a celebration of our community, you should have had people who were representative of that community there. I didn't get the invite. I did hear about it before, and I was out of town. But I would have come back for that because I would, I would have wanted to be there to support. Plus, Mother can do no wrong. She is Beyonce. We love mm -hmm. Beyonce. But let me show you a photo of her on the red carpet that is going viral and everybody's talking about. Take a look. This is Beyonce on the red carpet, well, the silver carpet. She's beat for the gods. Shout out to her beauty team. Shout out to my friend Neil who does her hair. Shout out to whoever put this all together. It's giving real prom vibes with the little silver backdrop and the silver floor. But what's getting people talking is the fact that she has this bone white hair and, and her eyebrows look a little lighter and she her skin looks bleached and she looks like a white woman. She looks like what Donatella Versace would look like without the surgery. Well, social media started to call her out asking who is this white woman? Let me show you what some fans said. Who, why she looks so light? Who this white baby, who white baby is that? Girl, I've been uh, saying this for years. It's been slowly but surely happening. Did she bleach her skin? She's not this light. She more white than bleach. What the fuck? It's wintertime. People get lighter in the winter. It's a thing called lighting. Be for real. You know she didn't bleach her skin. It's serving internalized racism. Beyonce Kardashian. Beyonce pulled a Michael Jackson. Well, a lot of people had a lot to say. Now, I will tell you that I don't believe that Beyonce is bleaching her skin. Uh, Beyonce is proud to be a black woman. She's very supportive of all things black. This album is a tribute to black and gay culture. Uh, Beyonce is not becoming a white woman. Now, I have not seen her shades over the years. I did recently see a post with all of the girls of Destiny's Child side by side, and they all have gotten lighter. I don't know if that's just better lighting, different makeup. Do you get lighter as you get older? I don't know. I don't know that there's bleaching, 
Uh, I don't know that she's bleaching, but I don't believe she's bleaching. And I, and I just believe that this is crazy. And when it comes to social media, it goes from is Beyonce lighter to she wants to be Michael Jackson. And I don't know how mm -hmm. that happens, but you know, the internet now is talking and saying that Beyonce is accused of bleaching. When you saw these photos, what'd you guys think? Cause she did kind of look on the side by side, just like Kim Kardashian. I personally, me, I looked at it and I was like, oh, she, her hair is platinum blonde. Her eyebrows are lighter. She has on a silver dress and she's in front of a silver backdrop with lights. Like your complexion is going to look different. So, I mean, black people, we should know we don't always look the same under different lighting. And like someone else commented, it's wintertime. Like people just chill. She's not bleaching her skin. And the woman is like out here championing for black people, for gay people. Like leave her alone. Let her be great. Well, she's also profiting because she made millions and millions of dollars with this tour, millions and millions of dollars with the album. She's, if she hasn't been nominated, but she got nominated, she won a Grammy for it. It is iconic and a tribute to her uncle Johnny, but she's also made lots of money. And I think optically, when you don't include other black leaders in the culture in the fold, I mean, not just take me out of it, the Breakfast Club, I mean, you should have honored and brought more black people in because Beyonce has such a huge voice. And this is why I'm not trying to compare her to Rihanna, but this is why I think Rihanna is more relatable to people because she, her, 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 her pulse is on the culture. She knows mm -hmm. what's happening. She knows the people that are moving the culture. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't just entertain us through uh, photos and videos with no captions. She actually is very deeply connected to the culture, whereas I think Beyonce is not. Uh, but with this album, I would have wanted to be there to celebrate in it and uplift it because I didn't just go to the concert to see Beyonce on tour. I went because of what it represented. And I spent thousands, of th over $40,000 in tickets and shared the experience with friends. Uh, and I've done a lot. And I'm not even going to say it here because if I did, this internet, Beyonce's good internet would go crazy. <laughs> did I tell y'all what I've done? Mm -mm. Okay. I'm going to tell them while Johnny puts a beep over this part of the show so you'll never know what it is. But I want you to see their reactions. And I'm going to do it right now. Ooh. And that's where I go back to like, we're friends in the game. We support each other. We 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 help each other out. Can you imagine had I put that on Hollywood Live? Oh, there's one more thing. Beep this, Johnny. Woo! So that in itself, I think Beyonce could have gave me a, you know what I mean? Like there should be a little love there. Now, Maybe she doesn't know. She know Beyonce doesn't know. Yeah, I don't think Beyonce. Yvette and they're not going to share that Yvette with her. Yvette knows. Her I got the receipts. Know. I still her have the receipts. Know. Yvette know I got the receipts. I got them. Now if now if I get that message to Beyonce, yes, I she can needs get to it know. to be. Oh 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 oh! I'm connected. I could get the message to Beyonce. She needs to know. And I think people like her publicist, who I love, and I'm just being critical. That's just what I do. You know that, Yvette. We're trying to book Kelly Rowland right now. Now, if I don't get Kelly Rowland because I say this about, then then, then, then it's going to be a problem. Then I'm putting out receipts. The receipts I just told y'all about, then I'll put those out. Uh, the fires that will come of that. I ain't, worried. I ain't going nowhere. I'm telling you no, right now, I'm not playing this industry game. 
I love Beyonce. I, this girl right here is ours. She's us. She. This is ours. We love this girl. We love her mama. We love everything about this girl. We love Solange. We love her Solange's son. We love we love the family. We love the twins. We love Lil Blue Jay. We love every. This is Black Excellence. So I feel some type of way that one you guys are saying that she's a, be trying to be a white woman. Y'all trying to say she trying to be a Kim Kardashian? Now that in itself sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. Well. Rushing to her defense, Tina Knowles is now speaking out. And this is what Mama Tina had to say. I ain't reading all that. <laughs> I'm going to let it marinate. All right. Well, even B's nephew, Solange's uh, son, Jules, agree with his grandma. And this is what uh, Jules had to say. He's basically took what she said and said, stand on it. Now, meanwhile, in her film, she stands firm on not needing to prove anything to anybody. She said, quote, I have nothing to prove to anyone at this point. We are creating our own world. This is my reward. Nobody can take that away from me. And she also said that she doesn't give a fuck anymore. Here's a photo of B's sec uh, second statement. The biggest growth in my artistry has come from overcoming failure, conflict, and trauma, she says. But the next phase of my life, I want it to come from peace and joy. I am who I am, and you take me or you don't. It's a really beautiful place to be as a woman. It's the best time in my life. I thought I was there at 30, but nah, it's getting better. Life is getting better. I spent so much of my life a serial people pleaser, and finally, I don't give a fuck. Listen, Beyonce, we love you and we stand with you and all that. Now, you know, we love the fact that you have found your voice. We started seeing it as you started getting more active publicly in uh, uh, matters that are important to the culture. You know, using your platform, you and Jay donating resources, Black Lives Matter, you know, honoring families and, and giving platforms to people like Breonna Taylor and those who've been affected by uh, matters of racism in our country. Like Beyonce, in my opinion, has had the most perfect career minus the incident in the elevator, but it was perfect how they handled it because they didn't even release a statement or talk about it or anything. And as a family, they protected each other. Solange didn't go on the Tamron Hall show and talk about what, why she kicked Jay. Jay didn't, I mean, they as a family continue to move forward. And we recently saw pictures at Jewel's birthday party where Jay was there with Solange celebrating mm -hmm. uh, his nephew's birthday. So as a family, they've been able to figure it out and they are black excellence beyond, right? So the haters are the haters. Well, uh, to further the silence of the haters, be, of course, as uh, petty as one could be, shared photos on her Instagram, including a close-up of her brown skin. These are the photos. Take a look. Uh, and do we have more or is that it? Well, she's draped in all white with a white hair, acting like y'all want her to be a white woman. Well, listen, Beyonce, we love you. Um, is this nonsense or what? Haters gonna be haters. Haters gonna be haters. This is nonsense. Period. Bye. You guys have been in my inbox. You've been texting. You've been tweeting. You've been posting. You've been asking me to sound off on this. And I was not at work when it went down. And it happened so fast, I didn't get a chance to speak on it. But I'm going to speak on it today. Diddy and his multiple assault cases. Now, you all know that this broke the internet when Diddy, Sean Diddy, Puff Daddy Combs, Love, brother Love ain't getting no love right now because he's in the news as a result of a bombshell lawsuit that I have printed right here from Cassie Ventura. Now, I want to do a disclaimer at the top of this first by saying that we do not have any acknowledgement of details of any of the claims in this or in all the others that have come out. 
But you know they said where there's a smoke, there's a fire, and baby, Diddy House is on fire. Also, I want to say as a disclaimer, we are not on or affiliated with Revolt TV anymore. We left Revolt a couple months ago, not as a result of this, because a lot of people are thinking that my silence is because Daddy Diddy told me not to say nothing or this is my friend. And then other people uh, are thinking that I'm being silent because I'm on Revolt and I don't want to make my boss upset. He was never my boss. We never had that relationship. He owned the network that our show was on licensed to. We did a deal with them for 23 episodes. We fulfilled our contract and then we moved on. And it was just more of a matter of us wanting to retain complete ownership and control over our thing. Not to mention we were doing all the work. We were doing all the work, right? She's my supervising producer. He's the executive producer. We book, we shoot, we edit. We Johnny, do we do it all? We do everything. Well, we left the network a couple months ago, and some would say it was right in time because Diddy is now and had, remains a trending topic while facing several sexual assault and abuse cases. Now, what jump-started all of this was when a civil lawsuit was filed by his ex-girlfriend and former bad boy artist Cassie. Now, if you don't know who Cassie is, you've been living under a rock. This is a photo of them back in the day during happier times. Now, Diddy and Cassie were that power couple, although he had most of the power because he was legendary producer, executive artist. He discovered some of the biggest artists in the world. Now, he's produced for everybody. And we all know that of the younger hip hop generation, when it comes to hip hop and R&B, he really was, some will arguably say, the Quincy Jones of that era, of 90s. He was the Quincy Jones of that era. He owned it. Jodeci, Mary J. Blige, Faith Evans, Biggie, Craig Mack, Total. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. And what I will also say is that he was the Mecca. And I, I will, I'll say, I'm going to say is, but then you can argue whether he is or not. He is the Mecca of what black excellence looks like. Coming from nothing, intern, a college promoter, to becoming an exec, a, a producer, then a manager producer, an executive, an artist, and then like a, an owner of a liquor brand that made $50 million a year or more. Um, Sean John Clothing, worldwide distribution in Macy's, uh, the owner of a network, a black owner of a network. Mm -hmm. Now, being black, being black and owning a network is not easy to do. Diddy had all, has and had all that. See if that's Cassie. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Until this lawsuit got filed. And in 24 hours, a tsunami of fire blazed through revolts in a way that had never been seen. There's a law in New York called the Adult Survivors Act. Now, Diddy, along with several other people from Jamie Foxx to Jimmy Iovine, Jimmy Iovine. Beats by Dre, creator, label head, icon. Cuba Gooding Jr., well, he's had him before, but you know, have all been accused of sex assault, abuse, and a lot more. Now, the May 2022 act was created to enable victims who were 18 or older at the time of the alleged abuse a one-time opportunity to file civil lawsuits against individuals or institutions despite the statute of limitations running out. Now, the deadline to file a civil case ended on November 23rd, 2023. Days before that, Cassie sent shockwaves through the world due to Beyonce's bleached skin internet allegedly, alleged that after meeting Diddy in 2020, uh, 2005, he allegedly began a pattern of control and abuse that included 
supplying her with drugs, beating her, and forcing her to have a sexual, uh, uh, to have sex, and forcing her to have se uh, sex with a succession of male prostitutes while he filmed the encounters. Now, before I even get into this, I have to tell you a story. Damn. This is why I hate knowing people that I got to talk about. And I'm not friends with Diddy. So let me start by saying we're not friends. We don't text on the phone. I have his number and I have access to him and we follow each other on social media. And he has been a big supporter of Hollywood Unlocked and gave us a deal that I'm grateful for. But I have to do my job. And I know he understands that. So I'm not apologizing at all. A few years ago, I was in New York having lunch with a friend. I'm not going to say his name, but you know who you are. He was eating oysters and I was eating lobster and steak. This was back when my stomach was big enough to eat the whole meal. And now I just take a bite and I'm full. He says to me, yo, this industry crazy. And he's a model. And I was saying, well, tell me, like, what do you mean? Like, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen? Mm. And he says to me, allegedly. Allegedly. I was hanging out with Diddy and Cassie once. And he wanted me to fuck her and had me. Rubbing all on her and, and like kissing her and like doing sexual things with her while he watched and allegedly played with herself and filmed it. And I have to tell you, I went off. You're a clout chaser. Like, this is why I don't fuck with y'all because y'all, this, you know, you look at like, and I basically said to my friend, Yo, you are wild for saying something like this. And in my mind, I was like, I can't trust this person anymore. And I stopped really hanging with the person because I felt like this is a model who was a part of the whole Sean John world who just is looking for, you know, a way into being a conversation with Hollywood Unlocked because people talk to me like Hollywood Unlocked. Mm -hmm. Page two of the lawsuit alleges that he raped Miss Ventura in her own home after she tried to leave him, often punched, beat, kicked, and stomped Miss Ventura, resulting in bruises, burst lips, black eyes, and bleeding, blew up a man's car, who we later learned was Kid Cudi, uh, after he learned that he was romantically interested in Ventura, Miss Ventura, forced her to engage in sex acts with male sex workers while masturbating and filming, ran off, ran out of his apartment with a firearm in pursuit of a rival industry executive whom he learned was nearby, demanded that Miss Ventura carry his firearm in her purse just to make her uncomfortable and demonstrate how dangerous he is and introduce Miss Ventura to a lifestyle and excessive alcohol and substance abuse and required her to procure illicit prescriptions to satisfy his own addictions. There's so much in this lawsuit that is just wild. But... There was a video I posted some time ago where I was taking a picture with Diddy in his house and people were saying that they thought we looked like lovers because he was whispering in my ear. What he was whispering in my ear was, don't ever play me with no messy shit because I'm not the one. And it was a threat. And I just, you know, I had been drinking. You know me, Rob. I've been shot. I'm out here in these streets. But, you know, shit can really go down. I just said, nigga, do you want to take the picture or not? And we took the picture. We all know the whole story with Keefe D. Now they're saying that there was, you know, Vlad was just recently on the show. Mm -hmm. Did this air in the first episode? Mm -hmm. Or it's going to be in the second episode? Keefe. About the Keefe D part. Wasn't number one. Okay. Here's one. what he said about Keefe D saying that Diddy allegedly, I'll say allegedly. Allegedly. Put a million dollar up to have Tupac killed. So Keefe D, did he say that Diddy offered him a million dollars to kill Tupac? So, I mean, in so many words, there was a meeting at a deli on Sunset with, according to, according to Keefe, between Puffy, Keefe, some other guys, where 
you know, in a moment of frustration, Puffy may have said something to the effect of like, I just, I'll pay a million dollars to make these guys go away. I don't know how serious he was. I don't know if it's even true. <clears throat> and according to Keefe, after the shooting occurred, he claims that Puffy called him and said, was that us? Once again, don't know if it's true. Now, it gets a little more interesting because according to, to Keefe, the gun that was provided for that shooting was a guy by a guy named Eric Von Zip. Eric Von Zip was this Harlem hustler who, who definitely knew Keefe. You know, me and TK talking. TK Kirkland was was like living with him mm. for a long period with of time. Keefe? With Keefe? Well, no, with uh, Eric Von Zip. Oh wow! Him and Eric Von Zip were super close. They actually owned a house together and lived in that house. Eric Von Zip was also very close with uh, Mike Tyson. Mm. Mike Tyson told me the story about how they ripped off Don King <laughs> for like three hundred thousand one night. So he was like a hustler who was known to rob people, mm-hmm. right? So the story, according to Greg Kading and Keefe, was that Puffy gave a million dollars to Eric Von Zip that was supposed to go to Keefe. But where it gets murky is allegedly Eric Von Zip kept that money and opened up a nightclub mm-hmm. called Von Zip's. <laughs> Eric Von Zip is dead, by the way. Mm. He died of cancer. So... Whatever money they say was used to pay for the murder of Tupac never made it to the actual murderers, mm. which is good for Puffy, if, even if it actually happened. I don't know whether all this is made up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The chances of Puffy actually getting convicted for all this is almost zero. Mm. So whether it's true, whether it's not true, who knows? Then there's rumors that he even had something to do, I'll say allegedly, allegedly. with Biggie dying. So I think this is the beginning of a lot of shit that's getting ready to come out. And you know I'm anti-cancel culture and he hasn't had his day in court because this got thrown out the next day because he settled. Now, when you guys seen this going down, were you gagging like me or did you see this coming? Because we've heard the rumors. I saw it coming. And I feel like what you do in the dark, a lot of, especially back then, people thought wasn't going to come out, but now it's a different day. And... That first case had to come out, and now everybody feels comfortable coming out of the shadows. And like you said, where there's smoke, but I feel like right now there's like a, a big plume of smoke. It's mm-hmm. not like a little whisper of smoke. It's a lot of smoke. So It's a lot, and but why do you feel like... I was just wondering. I was gagged that Cassie did it, and I, I was more gagged at the timing. Because so, I don't know like what caused her to just drop this Hiroshima bomb on the world. Well, I heard, again, allegedly, because, you know, I keep allegedly the streets and I talk to a lot of people, Cassie's been trying to get money out of Diddy for a while. Now, I'm sure when she left the palace, she ran out of money. You remember she left with their their trainer, Alex Finney, or Fine, Alex Fine. That was their trainer. And she ended up leaving and having a baby with him and getting married to him, or I believe, and they're in a relationship. Well, you know, he didn't have no money. He was broke. And I heard he's kind of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Allegedly. So they go get together. Money's running dry. She hasn't really had a successful music career and nobody really knows what Cassie's been up to. But Mm -hmm. in her lawsuit, she's been alleged to have been suffering from depression and all PTSD. And I'm sure she was running out that house like Tina Turner across that freeway (laughs) with the devil Diddy in the background. Mm. Now, this photo makes him look real menacing. And, you know, he's a New Yorker. Y'all know how y'all could be. And remember, when Justin, his son, got the DUI, his other baby mom, Misa Hilton, who is a icon in the fashion industry, who's responsible for a lot of what we know in fashion back in the 90s, she said, everybody better stand the fuck down because I know where all the bodies are buried. You don't want to fuck with me. That 
then we know Kim Porter died as baby mom. And they said he had something to do with that. Not saying he did because we all love Kim Porter. And more importantly, I love his children, Quincy and Justin, who are friends of mine. And this is why it makes it hard to do my job today, but it's my job. Okay, people at DMV don't want to come and talk to you about your fat ass on your license, but they got to do it. Y'all be lying on your way too, because I used to do it. I understand. But this lawsuit is crazy. And Diddy might be crazy too. I remember back in the day, I'm not going to say a celebrity because when I throw my friends under the bus, I get in trouble. But they went to a Christmas party at another record industry person's house and said that that person said that Diddy was the devil. That's what they said. Now, the lawsuit goes on to allege that there's lots of drugs involved and that he kept her drunk and locked up in, in, locked up in this uh, uh, psychosis of drug and alcohol. So she was living in a trance, just going along, doing all the things that Diddy wanted to do and afraid to leave. But if you blew up somebody's car, just who liked you, wouldn't you be afraid to leave too? It makes me not want to drive anymore. Uber everywhere. Now... She's saying that in 2018, when the relationship was on its way out, Diddy allegedly forced his way into her home and raped her, allegedly. Now, per Diddy's lawyer, they denied everything, saying that the claims uh, that she said and her $30 million lawsuit was full of outrageous allegations. Is that Cassie again? <laughs> but just a day later, after this broke, it all went away because she, it was settled. Now I'm hearing from the streets that it was between 20 and $25 million. Mm-hmm. I heard that too. $25 million in one day. That ain't happening if ain't nothing happening. You know he's not getting the Ciroc money anymore because they sued him and he got into a big fight with Ciroc. So that $50 million a year hasn't been coming in sure. at least for the last year. And then he lost AT&T Dreaming Black because they woke up and said they don't want to dream in black with him no more. <laughs> and then the true T is Revolt did not renew our show or couldn't renew our show because they didn't have the money to do it. Mm. But we still support Revolt because it is a black-owned business. And we wanted to continue to thrive. Even though Diddy stepped down recently as the chair. But it's still moving forward with Dottavio and Dion, the CEO of Bad Boy or Combs Enterprises. Well, here's a photo of Cassie and Diddy's statements following the resolution of whatever caused them to get here that's in the paperwork a day later. Take a look. Statement from Cassie. I've decided to resolve this matter amicably on terms that I have some level of control. I want to thank my family, fans, and lawyers for their unwavering support. Diddy said, we've decided to resolve this matter amicably. I wish Cassie and her family all the best. Love. And then a statement from Douglas, the counsel for Ms. Ventura, says, I'm very proud of Ms. Ventura for having the strength to go public with a lawsuit. She ought to be committed for doing so. He paid her off to go away. But it's not going away. Because here we are talking about it again because more things have come forward. Diddy's lawyer issued a follow-up, making it clear that by settling, this doesn't mean that there's any guilt. This is what the attorney for Diddy said. He said, uh, and this has been Braffman, just so we're clear, a decision to settle a lawsuit, especially in 2023, is in no way admission of wrongdoing. Mr. Combs' decision to settle the lawsuit does not in any way undermine his flat-out denial of the claims. He is happy they got a mutual settlement and wishes Ms. Ventura the best. Well, not too long ago, Diddy did send me a voicemail. I'm not going to play it here, but he said he looked forward to coming on my show because he wanted to talk about the album. The Love album is so phenomenal. It really 
brought back the love of what R&B music could be because I don't care what you say about this man, he creates great music, but so does R. Kelly. And Diddy was then hit with another lawsuit. And then that lawsuit accused him of drugging and raping a female college student. I'm going to say allegedly. Allegedly. In 1991. Now, Diddy's lawyer said this last minute lawsuit is purely a money grab and nothing more. Well, some would argue that Cassie opened the door for people to come forward. But then some would also say that in 2021, I mean, 1991, that was so long ago. What evidence do you even have to prove that it happened? And if you shame him enough in public, if he's rich, he don't want to lose everything like he is. He's going to pay to make it go away because the new money grab is file a lawsuit and say everything you want to say in a lawsuit, whether it's true or not, to hurt the person's brand and then sue them and get them to settle. So that way you could stop the hemorrhaging. I'm not saying that happened with Cassie, but maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. But maybe it didn't because she said 30 million and it went away in 24 hours. Which means she, 20, 25 million. You ain't going to make a what? Kid Cudi did also come out and say that his car was blown up. So he did validate what she said. And there were a lot of other people, including a bodyguard who's now come forward. Now, the third accuser came out saying that uh, Diddy and singer-songwriter Aaron Hall took turns raping her and a friend in 1990. Here's a photo of Aaron Hall and Diddy. I miss you. I'm talking to you, babe. That one. Okay. Now, a rep from Diddy claimed that after the third accuser's claims, Diddy's now being unfairly targeted by anonymous accusers abusing the Adult Survivors Act for financial gain. Then another Diddy associate, former Bad Boys President Harv Pierre. Now, this was the man that was running Bad Boy. This was the Bad Boy, apparently, because he was sued for allegedly grooming and harassing and sexually assaulting his assistant on multiple occasions in New York City and other locations throughout the country. Now, here's a photo of Diddy with Harv. Now, they were hand-in-hand. -hand. Harv was the president of Bad Boy. He was the Bad Boy leader. Well, now he's also uh, in the running for leading on charges because he's been hit with one. Now, despite Diddy denying his assault allegations, several of his former assistants have shown support to Cassie, including uh, uh, Kesha uh, and Danny DeCain uh, singers, uh, Aubrey O'Day and Don Richard and Dee Woods. Now, it's important to say that Don Richard was just on the Love album with Kalina and Diddy Dirty Money as they came back together and reunited for, I think, two songs on the album. So this is kind of crazy that they're now coming out while they have an album in queue and up for a Grammy, the album is, and Aubrey O'Day been talking shit about Diddy for a long time. Aubrey O'Day is coming on the Jason Lee show, by the way. And she was, you know, I'll, I'll share with you. I told Aubrey, and she'll respect this, that I'm very transparent. I'm not a friend of Diddy's. I'm not a friend of hers. I just talk about whatever. Diddy could come on the show. She can come on the show. I'm not here to go after Diddy or whatever. Cassie could come on the show. I got Cassie's number. I ain't bothered her. But this is a show for everybody. Um, Aubrey wanted to make sure that I wasn't friends with Diddy because she doesn't want it to be compromised. She wants to be mm -hmm. fair. So I told her, this is fair, whatever. Well, Azalea Banks even co-signed Cassie's abuse claims, revealing that there was an alleged incident that involved her. Now, this is what uh, Azalea said. This is true. One time, Diddy beat her up so bad, he sent her on a three-week vacation to Hawaii just so no one would see her question how her face got like that. That was about Diddy and Cassie. Um, now, she went on to say another violent hip-hop homosexual. This is what mental illness looks like for all of you armchair psychologists. But when I scream and shouted to you about how fucked up these men in the industry are fucking listen to me. Now, Roger Bonds, he was in a, a, a security guard for Diddy. He went on and claimed that he often stepped in to de-escalate things between Cassie and Diddy, as she noted in her lawsuit. 
Y'all even got to secure. Did anybody sign NDAs? Now he wants a check. I don't, does he want a check or what, or does he just want to do what's right? I think these people are wanting to do what's right. It's the same thing mm -hmm. that we saw happen with the situation with R. Kelly. It's like everybody sat in silence until one person stepped out and said something. And now everybody was like, yeah, I was on the bus and saw him do this. Or, oh, yeah, I did see this happen. Everybody is scared to be the first person to say something. And if there's one thing I've learned from this situation, it's that R. Kelly might have not had enough money like the only thing that put him in prison was not having that much money because if Diddy didn't have twenty five million, the lawsuit was still. Staying. But we also saw R. Kelly peeing on the fourteen year old, so we actually oh, saw evidence yeah. of him Facts. doing what he was alleged to do. Plus, he married Aaliyah when she was a minor, and mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there's the receipt. AJ nothing but he was singing pedophilia to us, and we were just swaying back and forth in our good old church. Coming along, wild. Well, Roger Bonds. He's the former security guard to Diddy. Now, I have security, and this is why. Look, my security have seen it all. They have drugged me in the house when I was drinking and wild and this and that. There was even an incident where, well, we'll just leave it alone. I had to protect my home with my firearm. <laughs> so your security sees everything. Well, Roger Bonds, he's speaking out. This is what he said. There comes a time when you're in a situation that may seem like a good situation, but if you're not waking up happy, or if you disgruntled, or you really don't want to be around that person, you find every excuse to get out of there. And I got diabetes. So my excuse was, I can't be with you every day. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm losing weight. I'm doing that. But in reality, it was, I was sick. I was sick of you. I was sick of everything that was going on around you. I was sick of having to cover up everything that you did. That's, I was sick. Cassie spoke on it. She said, yeah, I jumped on it. I jumped in between it. That wasn't the only time. It was other times and it was other people. Now, um, since these allegations, Diddy's world has fallen apart. Uh, Macy's is taking Sean John out the store. By the way, we didn't like it anyway. I only wore that shit when I was fat because I couldn't fit nothing else. But, you know, there was a time where Sean John was a, a nice brand. Mm -hmm. But, you know, black designer, you still don't want to see a black designer go down, but y'all can't be doing dumb shit. Well, anyway, um, after 20 years, Macy's has phased it out. The founder and head of Capital Preparatory Charter Schools in Harlem, where Diddy's schools are, has also ended their partnership with Diddy, along with Diddy temporarily stepping down as chairman of Revolt TV. So is this the end of Diddy? Is this the, is the Diddy era over? Yes. 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 He so can't come back from this. It's too much. Should Diddy be canceled? I think if, if he's proven guilty of these multiple charges, absolutely. Like... The level of abuse is just, it's, it's beyond reproach. Like, you can't come back from that. You know what's sad is in this show, we've had multiple stories about black men abusing women. Kiki Palmer, she sex back, love you too. So, it's hi, Kiki. Um, black men do better. Black men do better. This is, and I'm not going to use this as an opportunity to promote what I'm doing, but I am. <laughs> Go to hollywoodunlock.com slash healthcare and get healthcare if you don't have it so you can sign up for therapy. Black people have generational issues, um, ancestral issues where we're, we're not connected to the root of who we are as people. We think we're, our story started at slavery when we go back to being kings and queens. We've somehow lost that. Uh, and there's so many kids and people in the house. You know, Diddy's children have witnessed all of this. Uh, and so I'm, I'm glad I will say as a father, he's done a great job of raising some really good children. And I'm praying that they 
break the cycle. And I know they will. Quincy's an amazing guy. Justin is an amazing guy. Uh, shout out to his son. Uh, what's King Combs' name? Christian. Love Christian. Love everything he's doing. The twins, his other daughter. I mean, and his baby, who's a beautiful girl. Um, but even then, he was cheating on Young Miami with that other woman that had that baby. Yes. And where is Carisha at now? I mean, Carisha's a city girl. Do city girls care about City girls don't care about this. I Do I think there should be some pressure on her to make a decision as a woman who women are looking up to? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because people are looking at you, young Miami, wondering what you're going to do. Are you going to stay around for the Birkins and the cars and the money and love on a man who beat on a woman, allegedly? Um, because some women stay by their men. I know I have people in my family who stand by their men no matter what they do. Uh, and maybe Carisha might be one of those, but she has a young daughter and a young son who are looking at her. And I love Carisha and she's smart. So I'm I'm sure she'll make the right decision that's right for her. I'm not gonna tell her who that is. I also wanna say as a disclaimer, cancel culture is real. And whether or not this is all real or not, or some is, I mean, I do have a friend that told me what he told me. Kid Cudi did say the car got blown up. The security guard who was securing the scene said he's seen it. Everybody can't be lying. Keefe D said you offered a million dollars to kill Tupac, even though maybe your million dollars didn't do it. You actually tried to do it, allegedly. I mean, damn, Diddy. I don't see Diddy coming back from this. And so look at but what's but the, look at what's happening. The Diddy's, the Kanye's, the all the good, the great black icons are just on their way out in burning flames. We're not at revolt. Just want to be clear. So we, you know, but I also want to see Revolt continue to thrive mm -hmm. or sell it to me, because I, I, I go over there and get it together. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say I was reaching out to the people at Revolt, like, hey, is everything good over there? Just like checking in. Any response? They are like, sorry, can't talk about it. Well, I, I, I so I get look, it. look, I don't blame them. Okay, mm -hmm. um, shout out to all the people at Revolt. You guys were great to work with, and shout out to Tavio for holding it down. Brother, I know you do a tremendous amount of work over there mm -hmm. uh, holding Diddy and the network down, stepping away. They did say temporarily stepping away his chair. You know, all your advertisers are going to bail, right? Yep. So this is one of the things where at this point, Diddy has to really figure out the hemorrhaging because it's it's just, it's all bad. And Cassie, you know, look, uh, what you did took a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. Why you did it doesn't matter. It's the fact that you did it and there are young women watching you who believe in you and believe in them now because you had the courage to do it. So congratulations and I'll give you your flowers. Oh my God. And to everybody else online telling me when I need to be speaking out on something and this and that, you will never pressure me into giving my opinion. I give it when I'm at work. I don't get paid to go live on Instagram and tell you what I think. I'll save that for the trash bags of YouTube. I come to my table when it's time, and today was the time. And it's an unfortunate thing because I will say I was a fan and still a fan of Diddy's music and artistry and uh, black excellence in terms of developing a black brand and black business. But you know how much work goes into making sure I stay on track so I don't end up in a situation, not like this, but just in any situation that can make me lose it all. It's a, it's a, it's, you know, part of your job as an entrepreneur, especially black and black excellence is working really hard to, to, to make it and then working extremely harder to keep it. Uh, so I don't know the future revolt and what's going on over there, uh, but uh, we'll buy it. All right, that's it. Bye Diddy. Now it's time for thoughts and prayers. Now, according to some astrologists, we're at the dawning or in the midst of the age of Aquarius, the time when humanity takes control of the earth, bringing about major changes, new beginnings, and new systems. 
with the revelation of truth and the expansion of consciousness. Now, aside from the recent New York Survivors Act taking social media by storm this month, astral, ex astral experts say this new dawning was bound to happen. Now, astrology aside, the reality of the allegations against Diddy and other A-listers have caused an awakening in the industry, similar to that of the Me Too movement. Y'all forgot about the Men Too movement because they were assaulted too. Now, more survivors are finding strength to call out their abusers and demand justice. And to those who've been wronged, we stand with you. We send you strength and we hope that you receive the justice you deserve because like Kiki, you are owed peace and happiness. And like Beyonce, you deserve the right to live out your life to the fullest with no fucks given when they say you're trying to get bleached skin. Hell, Tamar and JR have taken up that same motto. Despite JR dumping her and going out with other women, Tamar got her man back. And according to her, she's in the happiest place in the world, more happier than she's ever been in a while. That's all that matters, I guess. Live out your truth. Live it out in the open and live for you. And although it's hard to forget, we must forgive those who've wronged us. Now, T.I. said to forgive may be divine, but to forget can be even more divine. Winning. So let's do like his son, King, and just stand on that business. Let's speak our truth, honor ourselves, and forgive those so that way we may heal and achieve the happiness that we deserve. And don't let nobody take that shit from you. Because peace and happiness is yours. That's it for the Jason Lee podcast and a wrap for this episode. Please make sure that you are doing everything in your power to take your little finger and go find everywhere it streams and download the podcast so that way you can hear what I think on a weekly basis. Shout out to uh, my bullpen for being back. You know, Rob is out there in Miami getting all of y'all healthy. Again, go to hollywoodunlock.com slash healthcare. Marina is digging up all the tea and pouring it in my cup of cappuccino on the Jason Lee Show. We had uh, DJ Vlad on uh, the show this past week, and we'll have part two of that interview, a stunning two more hours on the Hollywood Unlocked YouTube channel. Make sure you go over there and subscribe. Uh, folks, again, if you want one of these, we are not the same mugs because our competitors don't have any mugs because we're not the same. You can go right now to hollywoodunlock.com slash healthcare. And for at least a thousand of you, I'll send you one with a personal note for me. Bye. The Jason Lee Podcast.